This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms throughout the day and a mild day too at 60 to 65 degrees with a gusty breeze out of the south. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we've got 46 DuPont Circle. It's 43 in Germantown, 48 in Annandale. And we've got 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios at 1259. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. Coming up, the House will soon vote on a bill that could pave the way for a new commander stadium in the district. Also, a fifth suspect arrested and charged with murder and a Maryland toddler's death. Also, within a span of 15 days, 11 pedestrians were killed in crashes across Virginia. I'm Kate Ryan. A plan for increasing activity in downtown D.C. would cost $400 million. I'm Nick Ainelli. Good morning. It's 1 a.m. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. President Biden and congressional leaders will try to hash out an agreement to keep the government open past Friday. CBS's Scott McFarlane is covering. Families who get their paychecks from the government, military service members, federal workers, have to worry about going without paychecks for some time. There are disruptions in federal programs, things like WIC. Women, infants, and children, nutritional support, SNAP, the supplemental nutritional assistance for those who need federal help to afford their food. Deadline is Friday. Nikki Haley spent the day campaigning in Michigan ahead of Tuesday's primary. CBS's Ed O'Keefe spoke with her. When you look back at results from over the weekend in South Carolina, what is your big takeaway? Donald Trump did not get 40% of the vote. And that's the same thing that happened in Iowa. That's the same thing that happened in New Hampshire. And that should be a red flag for Republicans everywhere. Haley also blasted Trump's takeover of the Republican National Committee. Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel announced she's stepping down, forced out by the former president, to make way for Trump's daughter-in-law and another ally to lead the party. President Biden is sounding optimistic about a potential breakthrough in the ceasefire and hostage negotiation talks between Israel and Hamas. Former State Department negotiator Aaron David Miller. You have a better chance now than any time since the last exchange in November of securing the release of a limited number of hostages in exchange for Palestinian prisoners and an extended ceasefire. The president says an announcement could come in a few days. People gathered at the University of Georgia to remember Lakin Riley, a 22-year-old nursing student who was killed Thursday. Scream the lyrics to your favorite song as loud as you can. Be kind. Catch up with your friends. And strive to be the type of person that Lakin was, where his sister shared, even if you hadn't seen her in a while, it was like no time had passed at all. Jose Ibarra has been charged with Riley's murder. He's a 26-year-old undocumented migrant from Venezuela. 
At least 15 people on the cruise ship Norwegian Dawn have been isolated after being tested for cholera. The vessel has been denied permission to dock in the Indian Ocean nation of Mauritius off East Africa. Some on board developed stomach problems after visiting South Africa in mid-February. There have been a number of deadly cholera outbreaks in that region since early last year. CBS's Jim Crisula, a proof copy of the first Harry Potter novel, bought for a few pennies in a second-hand bookshop in South London almost 30 years ago, is sold at auction for almost $14,000. The first edition copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was bought in 1997, along with two other books for about 50 cents. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's 103 a.m. Tuesday, February 27th. It's 46 degrees, mostly cloudy, lows in the lower 40s overnight. Hello and good morning. I'm Rich Hunter. The top local stories we're following this hour. A new commander stadium in D.C. could soon be one step closer to reality. D.C. Delegate Eleanor Holmes Norton's bipartisan bill aimed at revitalizing the old RFK Stadium campus will be taken up by the House on Wednesday. The bill would allow the land where RFK Stadium sits, crumbling, to be used for a new football stadium, parks, commercial, or residential purposes. The bill is co-sponsored by the chair of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, Republican uh, Representative James Comer. The commanders are under new ownership, and the team is contractually obligated to play at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, through 2027. RFK Stadium is eventually scheduled to be demolished, though no date has been set. A fifth person is now under arrest in the shooting death of two-year-old of, of a two-year-old toddler in a stroller back in February, uh, back on February 8th in Langley Park. Prince George's County Police have taken 25-year-old Nelson Granados Trejo into custody. So far, three men have been arrested in the case, along with two teens. They're just 15 and 16 years old. Investigators say the little boy and his mother were caught in the crossfire of two feuding groups that early evening. The mother has been recovering from her injuries. It is 12, uh, I should say 105. Within the, just the past couple of weeks, 11 pedestrians have been killed in crashes in Virginia. These happen near highways and in neighborhoods during the day and night. State police are just out with the numbers. Matt Dimline with Virginia State Police says the 11 cases involving pedestrians who died as a result of crashes happened in a variety of circumstances. Dimline says state police are urging drivers to take care in areas they would expect to see pedestrians. You know, for example, school zones or near crosswalks, please take extra caution. Never pass another car near a crosswalk because you don't know why that car is stopped. There may be someone in the crosswalk and you wouldn't see them until the last moment. And Fairfax County police say two cases in the 15-day period involved pedestrians crossing outside of crosswalks. State police urge pedestrians to cross inside of crosswalks. And don't assume the driver can see you. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A plan to revitalize downtown D.C. will take five years to implement and will cost $400 million. That's what political and business leaders in the city are saying as they look for ways to increase economic activity in the area. Those who support the plan say downtown D.C. needs a boost as things haven't been the same since the pandemic hit with fewer people in the office and more employees working from home. The five-year revitalization plan would put $82 million toward improving streetscapes, cultural districts, and the arts. 
$76 million would go toward new economic drivers, such as the addition of new housing. And $45 million would be spent on attracting and retaining new office users. The district cannot look backwards. As D.C. Council Member Kenyon McDuffie, who chairs the council's Business and Economic Development Committee. Our next steps are going to be as part of an economic development approach that helps us attract new businesses, retain our current businesses, while also focusing on a downtown that welcomes everyone. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Some Fairfax County students may get to set their alarms back soon. School leaders there are looking into how they can change middle school start times without causing major problems for everyone else. We're approaching this with all things around the table. Fairfax County has been talking about changing middle school start times for years. Right now, they all start at 7.30, but the school district wants middle schoolers starting classes at 8 a.m. or later. There are documented benefits based in the literature in terms of behavioral health improvements, in terms of reductions in attempted suicide rates and suicides. Tatia Prieto is with the group working with the county on how to make such a change, but it won't be easy because school schedules usually affect each other and there's a bus driver shortage. We would add that this is a national issue and it's not one that's likely to go away soon. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. New start times could be in place by the 2025-26 school year. Today, the Fairfax County Connector Strike will enter its sixth day with bus service still suspended. On Thursday of last week, more than 600 Fairfax County uh, uh, Fairfax Connector bus operators and mechanics one on strike in protest against contractor Transdev for what their union calls unfair labor practices. The union has been attempting to negotiate a deal with Transdev for higher pay, more sick leave, and retirement security. Both sides met uh, on Monday for contract negotiations but could not reach a tentative agreement. This strike will continue until a deal has been reached, though riders should seek alternative transportation arrangements. The next scheduled session for contract talks is March the 6th. Coming up after traffic and weather, glasses from Apple could be just around the corner. And I'm talking wearing glasses. It is 108. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Let's go to Ken Berger and the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. Looks like that crash reported on the inner loop of the boatway in Alexandria just after US-1 has cleared. Not seeing any delays anywhere that you go on the Capitol Boatway, whether in Maryland or in Virginia. But they do have work zones continuing in Virginia, including the inner loop. Starting south of the toll road, heading north of the Georgetown Pike, lanes to the right are blocked. Traffic getting by to the left, light volume, so there are no major delays at this time. Then the outer loop at the American Legion Bridge, new road construction, the right lane and the right shoulder blocked. Also eastbound uh, Georgetown Pike right at the Beltway for new road construction. The left lane, right lane, alternate enclosures along with both shoulders. Also road work going on on 66 eastbound just west of US-29 and Virginia-124. That's exit 72 in Arlington. You're going to find bridge inspection uh, operations with the right shoulder and possibly the right lane alternate enclosures. Westbound 66 after the Rosalind Tunnel. Left lane is getting by. Then westbound 66, well outside the Beltway, just east of Virginia 28, Sully Road in Centerville. The left lane, right lane are alternating enclosures because of maintenance operations on the westbound side. In Prince George's County, westbound 450 between 62nd Avenue to 64th Avenue and Chevrolet. Two right lanes are blocked because of the overnight road work. The WTOP Traffic Center, or I should say the WTOP Newsroom, is furnished by Regency Furniture. Presidential savings are still happening at Regency. Shop now and enjoy 
25% off plus free delivery. Affordable never looks so good. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Today and Wednesday we'll have temperatures once again soaring into the 60s. And this morning, of course, not that cold. We're starting out between 45 and 50 degrees. There is a touch of fog around the area as well. Later today, we're mostly cloudy. Expect isolated showers starting late morning and continuing throughout the day. In fact, showers will become more scattered for the afternoon and evening. A gusty wind out of the south for your Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday's high temperature near 70 degrees with more rain. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we're pretty much in the 40s around the area. 46 downtown at DuPont Circle, 43 in Germantown, and we've got 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Joan Doniger. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. Apple's looking into glasses. It's exploring the idea of developing new wearable devices, including smart glasses that would be similar to new products from Meta Platforms and Amazon. The Apple version could provide audio, too, acting as a stepping stone to something Apple has long seen, true augmented reality glasses you could wear all day. Members of the family that owns Walmart are cashing in. Walton family members sold about $1.5 billion worth of Walmart stock last week. They weren't the only super-rich names to sell shares. The head of J.P. Morgan Chase and his family sold about $150 million worth of the bank stock last week. Jeff Bezos also recently sold 50 million Amazon shares. High-end jewelry brands and specialty retailers have seen this for a while. Now Women's Wear Daily says larger jewelry stores in the Signet stable, K Jewelers, Jared, and Zales, are expanding their lines of men's jewelry. They're offering more items and styles beyond traditional wedding bands, watches, and cufflinks. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Joan Doniger on WTOP. And coming up on WTOP, the Supreme Court is taking a closer look at social media companies and their content and also states trying to enforce it. We will get the latest from the Wall Street Journal next. It is 112. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it from your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know. Good news on gas prices. The local news you need to know. This just in. Or the traffic you want to avoid. Avoid 66 if you can. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org. Insured by NCUA. My simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. It's one thirteen. Are you excited about being a new grandmother? Of course I am. A little intimidated, too. Why? Taking care of a baby today is so different than when I had you. But, Mom, you did great with me. Thanks, son. But I put you on your stomach to sleep. Right. But now we know that babies should always be placed on their backs to sleep for naps and at night. 
to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS. Hmm. You also slept with blankets and toys in your crib. True. But now we know to keep everything out of the crib except for my sweet baby girl. No blankets, pillows, or other soft or loose items. Daddy's going to teach Nana all the ways to keep you safe while you sleep. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. For more tips on safe sleep for babies, visit safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. That's safetosleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. Coming up, one local school system is trying to curtail students from bringing illegal drugs into schools, and it's turning to man's best friend to do it. More news in 60 seconds. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. When we were growing up, my two brothers and I just loved our Uncle Ted. He was like a really cool big brother who always brought around the best toys and took us to the best places and with whom we always had the most fun. It was odd, though, when we got older to realize he wasn't nearly as outgoing and adventurous with other adults. I found out much later that this might have had something to do with the ostomy bag he wore ever since he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease as a teenager and had part of his lower intestine removed. Theodore Skolnick, my Uncle Ted, died last year at the age of 80, never having once mentioned his illness to me or my brothers. He left a large bequest to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation to help fund better treatments for these diseases and also to help other people, old and young, seek and get help for the situation that he was never able to talk about. Don't feel you need to hide your Crohn's or colitis. Go to spillyourguts.org to learn more about the treatments available and even find a specialist. That's spillyourguts.org. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 115. I'm Rich Hunter. Thanks for being with us. Yesterday, the Supreme Court cast out on state laws that could affect how Facebook, TikTok, X, YouTube, and other social media platforms regulate content posted by their users. Some are saying this may be the most important First Amendment case before the Supreme Court in the modern Internet era. Jess Bravin, Supreme Court correspondent for The Wall Street Journal, joined WTOP's Dimitri Sotis to talk about how important this case is. This is a pretty uh, massive endeavor because this is the first time we're seeing government attempt to get into the workings of social media platforms and tell them, how they can choose what appears on their websites. We haven't seen that kind of effort before, and it is really a reflection of the political climate that we're facing today. So, yeah, it's a very big case, and it's not perfectly clear what the Supreme Court will do with it. And so sometimes you can take a look at some of the questions and say, oh, they're leaning this way or that. Uh, you're suggesting it's a little bit more of a clouded issue at the moment. Well, I think that the most of the justices were very skeptical of the idea that states can force these platforms to post anything any user chooses to put up on them. These are private companies. They're not the government. And the First Amendment is really a restraint on the government. However, at least one of these laws, the Florida law at issue, raises the question of whether these sites can regulate what appears in other services like Gmail or direct messages and so forth. And you did not see the justices interested in authorizing these sorts of platforms to block or moderate, you know, communication between individuals, that sort of thing. So there there were some subtleties involved because in some ways these companies are like the phone company or the old telegram services and that they carry messages between people. In other ways, they are more like a publication or a radio station or uh, another type of publisher that makes editorial choices about what it wants to to have published. Yeah, you make such an excellent point there in that the technology advances and it can be all things at once, uh, you know, including in the case of X, at least at one time, a very important sort of breaking news, emergency alert type of service that, you know, it may have gotten away from that. Jess, this may be a much more appropriate 
appropriate question for the summer when the, the, the ruling is in. But will this change what we see online and how we can use it? Well, on the one hand, you know, you've got uh, clearly a message from these states saying that they don't like or they think that these uh, websites are suppressing conservative thought and conservative speech. I mean, that's where this comes from. It comes from uh, both these laws were passed after X, then Twitter, uh, took Donald Trump off its platform for violating its rules. Twitter said that he was inciting violence after January 6th. I mean, that's the political context that this is coming from. There have been arguments since then saying, look, you know, conservatives are making hay on social media they're they're getting tremendous exposure and their views are proliferating everywhere so is are they really suppressing this particular line of thought I spoke to the author of the Texas law, state senator uh, from Texas, and he said if the Supreme Court strikes down this law for one reason or another, they will take another crack at it and try to find another way to influence what uh, Facebook and YouTube and other sites put on the on the web. That's Supreme Court correspondent for the Wall Street Journal, Jess Bravin. Now, a quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. A partial government shutdown could arrive at the end of the week unless Capitol lawmakers act. President Biden hopes to have a ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas uh, war in a week. Another arrest in the shooting death of a two-year-old toddler in our area. That makes five people in custody so far, including two teenagers. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. We're just now 118. Traffic and weather on the gates. Let's go back to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Rich. A quiet ride continues all through the DMV. That earlier crash on the inner loop just after US 1 is long gone. No major delays anywhere that you go on the Capitol Beltway, whether in Maryland or in Virginia, even though there's road work in Virginia, the inner loop uh, starting just south of the toll road heading up to the Georgetown Pike. Traffic to the lanes to the right are blocked. Traffic getting by to the left. There's only a brief delay of any at all with a very light volume of traffic. Nothing else to worry about anywhere on the Beltway on northbound 95 between Lorton Road, uh, heading up to the Fairfax County Parkway in Newington. Surveying operations, the right lane, right shoulder closed. Also northbound 95 in Virginia, down in the Fredericksburg area. Starting around Virginia 3 Plank Road, heading north of US 17 Warrington Road. The new road construction, the right lane and the right shoulder are closed. And the work zone continues southbound 95 south of Dale Boulevard. This is bridge deck repair operations. The center lane and the right lane blocked. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. And now let's go to 7 News uh, First Alert chief meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Expect two more mild spring-like days before temperatures really drop for the end of the week. It's back to reality for the final day of February and the 1st of March. This morning, our temperatures are between 45 and 50 degrees, and later today, we'll be getting up to about 60 to 65 degrees, and on Wednesday, near 70. As a weather front comes through, we're going to be wind-chilled on Thursday, and it will feel like we're in the 30s for the end of the week on Thursday and even on Friday, quite chilly with a northwesterly wind. Now, I do have some showers in the forecast for today. Isolated showers starting late morning will continue with scattered showers during the afternoon and evening, and then a higher chance of rain for Wednesday, especially for the afternoon rush. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. So apparently the Roller coaster of weather continues. 70 degrees one day, back in the 30s uh, by the end of the week. Okay, right now we've got 46 degrees in Old Town, Alexandria, 48 downtown in Penn Quarter, Northwest, and 46 degrees outside the WTOP studios, brought to you by Lend the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted, same day service, seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP, Easter comes early this year, and it's time to get in on the lottery for the annual White House Easter egg roll. The details in minutes. 
It is 122. Okay, I'm ready to record my jewelry store's new radio spot. We got a great script that really goes after Diamonds Direct and how they're nothing special. And how we can match their price. Great stuff. Great, great. And uh, we have this new technology that bleeps out any false claims, so it saves us time with editing. So um, you can start anytime. Okay, here it goes. When you visit our jewelry store, we'll absolutely guarantee direct Our diamonds come straight from the mine. We have cutters and and Hey, what the The hard truth is that other jewelry stores simply can't do what Diamonds Direct can. Diamonds Direct has special relationships with De Beers, international connections, and virtually unlimited buying power. The result is true direct importer pricing, exceptional quality, and up to 30 times the diamond selection you find at other stores. I can't believe this thing won't let me say Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Get more truth at DiamondsDirect.com. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. It's 123. One Virginia school district is using dogs to crack down on drug use. Loudoun County Public Schools is partnering with the Sheriff's Office and Leesburg Police to conduct random canine team scans in high school buildings. Starting next month, these canine scans will occur randomly and without advance notice. Officials say this is an additional drug deterrence and a collective effort to stop drug use across the Loudoun County community due to the increase in awareness of possible substance abuse by students. After a canine scan takes place, families will receive information in a community message. You can now enter the online ticket lottery for the Easter egg roll at the White House. The annual tradition takes place on Monday, April 1st. Tickets are free, but you have to request them through the online public lottery, which closes next Monday at noon. Then, randomly selected winners will be notified through email. This popular event is geared for kids 12 and under. Details about this year's theme and activities have not yet been released. A Fairfax County history teacher urges students to go beyond the textbook and learn more about each of their histories. WTOP Scott Gelman has that story from South County High School. I thought about just my own personal experiences with family reunions and how they're ripe full of history. That prompted AP African American Studies teacher Sean Miller to make a Black Joy family reunion an annual event here. You have uh, African foods, you have African American foods, different types of drinks. They even went down to explain why lemonade is here. (laughs) Flags are hanging around the room and posters explain why the reunions are important. We need to focus on Black Joy rather than just the bad parts of black history. Students are playing games, too, like this one, identifying classmates based on their baby pictures. The goal is to express diversity. It's not about race of ethnicity, per se, but it's diversity of our student body and society as a whole. In Fairfax County, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. We'll be back with sports in just a moment. At this very moment, Doctors Without Borders is on the ground in communities around the world, delivering life-saving medical care where it's needed most. Our teams are bandaging war-wounded patients caught in the crossfire in Sudan, providing clean drinking water in Haiti, and performing emergency C-sections in Yemen. Doctors Without Borders teams are in over 70 countries worldwide, bringing patients from sick to recovering, From emergency to aid, from crisis to care, 
This life-saving work is made possible by our movement of supporters. People like you, who help our patients even when they're half a world away. At Doctors Without Borders, we won't stop working to bring our patients and their communities from crisis to care.